now streaming man with twisted link from adventures of sherlock holmes only on quidier you started podcast stream i saw whitney brother of the late elias whitney dd principal of the theological college of saint george's was much addicted to opium the habit grew upon him as i understand from some foolish freak when he was at college for having read dickens's description of his dreams and sensations he had drenched his tobacco with laudanum in an attempt to produce the same effect he found as so many more have done that the practice is easier to attain than get rid of and for many years he continued to be slave of the drug an object of mingled horror and pity to his friends and relatives i can see him now with yellow past face dropping leads and pinpoint pupils all huddled in a chair the wreck and the ruin of a noble man one night it was june 1889 there came a ring to my bell about the hour when a man kills his first child and glances at the clock i sat in my chair and my wife laid her needlework down in her lap and made a little face of disappointment <sighs> a patient i said you'll have to go out now i guess watson i groaned for i was newly come from a very weary day we heard the door open a few hurried words and then quick steps upon the linoleum our own door flew open and a lady clad in some dark colored stuff with a black veil entered in the room you, you will excuse me my calling so late she began and then suddenly losing her self control she ran forward threw her arms about my wife's neck and sobbed upon her shoulder oh, oh i am in such trouble she cried i do not i do so want a little help i i do want a little help why said my wife pulling her wheel it is kate whitney how you stalled me kate i had no idea who you were when you came in i had no idea i i didn't know what to do so i came straight to you that was always the way folk who were in grief came to my wife birds to a little house it was very sweet of you to, it was very sweet of you to come now you must have some wine and water and sit here comfortably and tell us all about it. or should you rather that i sent james off to bed hmm? oh, oh oh no 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 i want the doctor's advice and help too it's it's about isaac He has not been home for two days. I am so frightened about him. It was not the first time that she had spoken up to us. She had spoken to us about her husband's trouble. To me as a doctor, to my wife as an old friend and school companion. We soothed and comforted her by such words as we could find. Did she know where the husband was? was it possible that we could bring him back to her it seems 
that it was. She had the surest information that of late he had on it. Made use of an opium den in the farthest east of the city. Hitherto, his orgies had always been confined to one day. And he had come back, twitching and shattered in the evening. But now the spell had been upon him eight and forty hours. And he lay there, doubtless among the trucks of the darks, breathing in the poison or sleeping off the effects. There he was to be found. She was sure of it at the bar of gold in Upper Swandam Lane. But what was she to do? How could she, a young and timid woman, make her way into such a place and pluck her husband out from among the ruffians who surrounded him? There was a case, and of course there was but one way out of it. Might I escort her to this place? And then, as a second thought, why should she come at all? I was Isa Whiteness' medical advisor. And as much I had influence over him, I could manage it better if I were alone. I promised her, on my word, that I would send him home in a cab within two hours. And I would send him home in a cab. If he were indeed at the address which she had given me, and so in ten minutes I had left my armchair and cherry sitting room behind me. The future only could show how strange it was to be. But there was no difficulty. In the first stage of my adventure, Upper Swandam Lane is a wild alley lurking behind high waves which line the north side of the river to the east of London Bridge between a slope shop and a queen shop approached by steep flight of steps leading down to a black cab like a mouth of a cave. I found a den of which I was in search. Ordering my cab to wait, I passed down the steps, born hollow in the center by the ceaseless tread of drunken fleet and by the light of a flickering oil lamp about the door, I found the latch and made my way into a long, low room, thick and heavy, with the brown opium smoke and terraced with wooden birds like the forecastle of an emigrant ship. Through the gloom, one could tamely catch a glimpse of bodies lying in strange, fantastic poses. Bold shoulders, bent knees, heads thrown back and chins pointing upward, with here and there a dark, lackluster eye turned upon the newcomer. Out of the black shadows there glimmered little red circles of light, now bright, now faint, as the burning poison waxed or rained in the balls of metal pots. The most lay silent, but some muttered to themselves, and the others talked together in a strange low monotonous voice, their conversation coming in gushes and then sudden tailing off into the silence, each mumbling out his own thoughts and paying little heed to the words of his neighbor.
at the farther end was a small brazier of burning charcoal, besides which on a three-legged wooden stool, there sat a tall, thin old man with his jaw resting upon his two fists and his elbow upon his knees, stared into the fire. As I entered, a swallow male attendant had hurried up with a pipe for me and a supply of the drug, beckoning me to an empty berth. Thank you. I have not come to stay, said I. There is a friend of mine here, uh, Mr. Isa Whitney, and I wish to speak to him. There was a moment and an exclamation from my right and peering through a gloom, I saw Whitney, pale, haggard and unkempt, staying out at home. I saw Watson, said he. He was in a pitiable state of reaction with every nerve in a twitter. Uh, I say, Watson, what o'clock? What o'clock is it? Nearly eleven. Of what day? Of June nineteenth. God, God heavens, God heavens! I thought it was, oh, it was Wednesday. It is Wednesday. What would you want to frighten the chef for? He sank his face onto his arms and began to sob in a treble key. I tell you that it is Friday, man. Your wife has been waiting these two days for you. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed. Oh, so, so, so I, I, I am, I am. But you got, you got mixed, Hudson. For I have been here few hours, three pipes, four pipes, uh, I forgot how many, but I'll, I'll go home with you, i go home with you, I wouldn't frighten, I wouldn't frighten Kate, Kate, poor little Kate, give me your hand, what, have you a cab? Yes, I have, I have one waiting outside. Then, and then I shall go in it. But I must owe something. Find what I owe, Watson. Find what I owe. I am all of color. I can do nothing for myself. I walked down the narrow passage between the double row of sleepers, holding my breath to keep out the while, stupefying fumes of the drug, and looking about for the manager. As I passed the tall man who sat by the brazier, I left a sudden pluck at my shirt. I felt, I felt a sudden pluck at my shirt, and a low voice whispered, Look past me, and then look back at me. The words fell quite distinctly upon my ear. I glanced down. They could have only come from the old man at my side. And yet he sat now as absorbed as ever, very thin, very wrinkled, bent with age and opium pipe dangling down from between his knees, as though it looked back, as though it had dropped in sheer lassitude.
from his fingers. I took two steps forward and looked up. I took all my self-control to prevent me from breaking out into a cry of astonishment. He had turned his back so that none could see him but I. His form had filled out, his wrinkles were gone, the tail eyes had regained, and there, sitting by the fire and grinning at my surprise, was none other than Sherlock Holmes. He made a slight motion to me to approach him, and instantly, as he turned his face half around to the company once more, as he turned his face half round to the company once more, subsidized into doddering, almost leaping sanity. Holmes, I whispered, what on earth are you doing in this day? Everyone, this was the episode first of The Man with the Twisted Lip from Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by Arthur Conan Dye, only on Quidio's Darden Podcast. Next episode will drop coming Sunday. Till then, stay tuned and subscribe to Quinty Audio Starting Podcast on all podcast platforms. Make sure you place a review. Your reviews are really important. Stay tuned. Stay safe.